them if they number one then now we number one according to rankings but we don't want to take none of that we want a, a good game against a good team and we're still humble and we don't want to be ranked we want to be out in the top 25 because we still hungry and when we hungry we eat Sorry, I can't. Uh, I don't have the vocal cords for that. Like, Sorry. that was all unplanned. That was pretty cool. That was like, was that your sexy voice? Uh, it was just me dicking around. Oh wow, that's a. That's we were an doing ex- the country explicit word. <laughs> we were doing the <laughs> doing the country accents the last two weeks, and uh, I think all the picking on West Virginia kind of. Yeah, uh, the old banjo bit that we did last week. Everybody listened to the last week, right? Yes. Raise your hands. No, okay, yeah. no hands are getting raised. Oh. <laughs> We uh, I think it was Kent's side. No, it was a Kent's idea to play the uh, the banjo. The banjo? Yeah. yeah, we got banjoed up twice last week, and uh, it uh, now we're eating crow. Didn't really work out for us. Yeah. So we made a mo- uh, we made a lot of mistakes last week. A lot of mistakes. We'll get yeah. into that though. Yeah. Uh, my first question is, uh, hey Kent, how are you doing? Doing good, man. How are you, Will? <laughs> <laughs> Appreciate that, man. I'm doing so well, man. We're just uh, hanging out at the island. A normal night. It's like ten forty, but we're grind boys. You guys are been requesting us just to request later, like to record later and later. So we're just doing it for you. It's yeah. ten forty at night. Kids got Ken's got three kids at home. He doesn't shower anymore. He uh, he got three hours of sleep last night. It's like this guy is out dedicated, here dedicated for y'all. To y'all. Yep. Mm-hmm. So we appreciate you listening, and let's get into our. Favorite segment, well, every, our favorite segment, everyone's third favorite segment. What we drinking? <laughs> Kenneth, what do you have in your hand? If I have this uh, Bell's official hazy India pale ale, which is uh, also known as a IPA. Bell's is uh, they do like the the Oberon is super popular, right? I don't know. I've never had a Bell's beer. This is something you gave me because you thought the beer that I brought was shit. Yeah, I mean, most of the beer you do bring is shit. Um, You'll say so, the S word, but not the F word. I don't, I don't understand that either, but go ahead. Yeah, how, this is, how is it, man? It, it, where is it from? I have no idea where Bills is at. It's from Comstock, Michigan. What stock? Comstock. Gotcha. Um, cool. Michigan is in, what's so MI is MI, Michigan? I think yeah, we had a debate beforehand, what, like what the abbreviation for a state is for MI. I think Michigan is the one, though. This is tasty. Is Missouri MZ? Um... I don't have a clue. Or, no, Missouri is MS because it is actually is spelled with S. It's not C. <laughs> it's just Mizzou. Yeah. yeah. That's what I think about when I think. So, uh, so pretty tasty? Yeah, it's really good, actually. Out of uh, one to three stars, what would you give it? I would give it... Uh, no half stars allowed. Oh, well, darn. I was going to go one and a half. Um, I'm taking too long. Two? I'll give it a two, yeah. All right, cool. Yeah. 6.4%. What you got over there? Uh, this is from a brewery called Weyerbacher. Spell check is W E Y E R B A C H E R. This is from Easton, PA. That is Pennsylvania. I can confirm that. I do know that abbreviation. It's a Imperial Pumpkin Ale. Now, when you have a pumpkin ale or any kind of beer, when you throw an Imperial in there, 
you're basically saying uh, two of those is going to get you right because they're always this one is eight percent. Like beer literally should not be eight percent at all. You should not be allowed to, to drink a six pack of those or buy a six pack of those. It's brewed with pumpkin and spices, cinnamon, nutmeg, cardamom. Uh, it's like yeah, I don't know what that is in cloves. So um, are you I big bought, into pumpkin beers? Yeah. So I bought, <laughs> I bought this. I went to Total Wine the other night on the way home from my job, and they are pumpkin out. It's almost like when the white girls love the pumpkin spice season. Your boy loves when it just goes pumpkin beer season. And apparently it just started because there is so many in caps and displays of, of pumpkin beers that, I, yeah, man, I, I had to just grab this can. I, I kind of made a six-pack and, and went from there. But yeah, pumpkin beers, when it's pumpkin beer season – I uh, I'm in my happy place. Do you so, have a favorite pumpkin beer? Um, Dogfish Head has got a really good one. It's just called a pumpkin ale. I think it's Dogfish Head. Don't fact check me on that. And uh, that's the only one I can remember on top of my head. But I'm gonna try this one for the first time live on radio, as Kent says we're on. <laughs> Kent asked me if we were on radio um, earlier. If we were, we were live. If we were no, you first said we're on radio. And I was like, dude, you're never gonna be on the radio. <laughs> ne- neither will I. But, yeah, we were not live when he asked. But uh, very good, actually. It doesn't taste like it's 8% and highly recommend. I don't think you're going to find this anywhere but, like, a total wine. But uh, Weyerbacher or Weyerbacher Imperial Pumpkin Ale. So that's what I got for you guys. Uh, wow, really good. So this is our part where we start to try and sell you guys on hanging out with us in other places other than this podcast. Kim, tell me about where we can be found we can be found on iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, Google Podcasts. Mm-hmm. Follow us on our social media accounts at, at @fireicepackpod mm-hmm. on Twitter and Instagram. Mm-hmm. Our Instagram is uh, we're still building that one. We have I've been putting some stuff out that nobody really cares for. Yeah, it's cool. Our, our Twitter we're, we're we're still trying to get followers. <laughs> we're still trying to put content out. But I, I sometimes when I'm watching a game or I just have. These genius thoughts that I do on a, on a daily basis, an hourly basis, I, I, I kind of just forget that we have a Twitter account because I'm always on my personal Twitter. So I think maybe if I just delete my personal Twitter account and just devote my life to the Fire and Ice Pack Pod. I think we're going to be better off, yeah. Yeah, I think I'm going to do that. I'm decision made. So yeah, follow us. Um, interact with us, man. Like if, if you find something funny or you hate us. Or if you uh, see some, or if, you, if we say something wrong on the show. Yeah, which we'll get into later. <laughs> but if we say something wrong, uh, please... Interact with us, and we're, we're we we do get our noti- we got their notice turned on for our Twitter, so we're gonna we're hey, gonna we just respond. Got, I just got a like for one of my videos on Instagram. Oh hell yeah! Like live, like right now. Oh. Yeah. It must be the radio, like it, oh yeah, because we're live. Yeah. That's cool, cool, cool. Oh, I got another one. Oh yeah, another like. Yes, man. There's nothing better in life than just getting oh, approval geez. from people on the internet. All right, Come so on. this is episode 19, and. What do we what do we say to the folks that have been with us for this this long ride? Uh, if this is your first episode, we thank you and welcome you to the family because we are a family here at the Fire and Ice Pack Podcast. But if you this is your nineteenth episode, and I can guarantee there's about three of you that fit this criteria, you are officially a day one, and we're sending you a t-shirt. No, well, we're not, we're not sending you a t-shirt, t-shirt. maybe a sticker. Are we getting stickers? I mean, we could make a sticker, yeah. All right, cool. I really want a hat like this. So, like this style hat that I'm wearing right now, like that everybody can see on the live stream that we have going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we're starting a Twitch stream soon and YouTube. So, next segment.
Real tomato ketchup, Eddie? Oh, nothing but the best. Alright, we're back in the ketchup factory, catching up on all things outside the world of football right now. So, let's start with the big news out of basketball. We had a lot of basketball news over the last night. Ooh, hype, hype, hype. Lots of big news in the in the basketball world. Number one, we got Cam Hayes committed to NC State, class Cam, of 2020. Yeah, class well, supposedly class of 2021, 20, and he's... Reclassified. Reclassifying. I was going to say declassifying, but that would probably be like he's dropping out of high school. You're an idiot. But uh, Cam Hayes gave his commitment, and we'll thank J. Cole for that. But Kent, you kind of got spit roasted on Twitter for <laughs> getting all of this wrong was, last week. Yeah. Tell, me, tell me about Dude, that. Dude, I didn't even realize it until uh, the, the guy reached out to us on Twitter, which... I mean, was it a girl or a guy? No, it was, was a girl. Guy. Oh, okay. Um, Why don't I see like a girl in his abbey? No, nah, it was not. Oh, okay. Um, I thought we actually had a girl listener. Damn it! Oh. <laughs> no, you're 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 mistaken. But yeah, it's kind of funny. I mean, we're a research free podcast. We brought it up, and I tried to like pull it up on my phone real quick, and I got the wrong cam. I was talking about Cam Thomas, who's a five star kid out of Virginia. Who's oh, you did say also Thomas? So yeah, I had never heard of him being. last week, but uh, yeah, you did get called out, but. It's they, kind of funny. Yeah. He or she? I still think it was a she. No, it was not. Gave dude. us. Gave us. Uh, do you have his? Do you have the at then? Yes. Yes. So no. why are you looking for that? Uh, Cam Hayes actually. Uh, while we were preparing for the pod, I went on YouTube. His name is Jeff. Oh, it was Jeff? Yes. Why do I think it was a girl? Uh, I went on. Can you give his at? Uh, yes. At most definitely. Most definitely. That's that's clever. I like that. The uh, so I was pulling up YouTube. Thanks for listening, by the way. Yeah, absolutely. I was pulling up YouTube's of his highlight tapes, and the kid's got looks like he's got a wet jumper. Um, he admitted that he his defense was iffy. Uh, look at how he's playing at Greensboro for his uh, his upcoming year. I guess is he's playing here in a couple months or so. But admitted his defense was iffy, which is pretty cool that he's that that he understands that his defense sucked. But he says that's all he's been working on. And he knows that Keats is going to want that out of him when he gets to campus. Uh, he realized that Markell will be gone after this year. And um, he first said that they have no other point guards. But then he kind of caught himself and said that, well, oh, yeah, they have Blake Harris as well. So I'm glad glad he realized that. And uh, his highlight tapes, I mean, all highlight. What highlight tape doesn't impress you? But he, he looked, you know, extremely athletic. I'm glad that he already – has the jump shot. He had a great mid-range game in his highlight tapes. He was sinking threes. Had a little ups. I saw him get a little two-handed, a little one-handed dunk. Nothing nothing crazy bouncy like a DSJ, but uh, he, uh, looks like he's going to be a point guard of the future. Yeah, no doubt about it. He looks – I mean, it's it's good that we were able to build that, especially um, with Markel leaving. you got a replacement guy. Absolutely. Um, and you have Blake, uh, Blake Harris who will be in the system as an upperclassman that yeah. can kind of – yeah, you know, take that, a lot of the pressure away from him, and all one that, that actually stuff. will play defense, yes. <laughs> guaranteed. Yes, um, it kind of makes me think of like having that replacement ready, uh, like <laughs> in our football situation right now. That's I good feel idea, like we man. had it. I feel like we we've got it a little bit more solid than what maybe we've got going right now. But we'll definitely get into that. I don't know because I mean, a little later. Let's be honest, because 
we all thought Devin Leary was this point guard coming in to be, you know what I mean? Like we did, and we'll get into that. But I can also just say it that I, I don't know. Like I have, I haven't watched practices. I'm not Pat. No, I'm not. Yeah, but you have watched Cam Hayes practice against like real basketball players. No, he was at like the NBA 100 camp. Like he was, he was actually balling against kids that matter. So, all right. But anyway, uh, great commitment. Uh, Keats is doing big things, but more than anything, uh, he our, just got paid. Yeah. Or extended. Uh, Keats got paid, but what I want to talk about real quick before that is that Pac Pride did post uh, shouts to them is uh, a, a picture with J. Cole playing with Cam Hayes here in Raleigh last weekend, which was shouts to that. Like, J. Cole, is he a better recruiter than Orlando Early? You saw his music video rocking the NC State, like, old school Hell like, yeah. baseball jersey or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah, that was cool. But uh, yeah, J Cole, J Cole, J Cole is uh, is one of our uh, better recruiters apparently, which I'm, I'm a big fan of. But we don't have to like hand money out of pocket, or maybe he did. Uh, who knows? But the uh, yeah, Keats did get extended two years. Worth it, Kent? Yeah, I think so. Right now. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I'd say lock him up. Yeah, keep him there. I think we lock him up through 2024. So I don't know. Yeah, that's what Research I saw. Research free. Yeah, research-free. I'm pretty sure it was 2024. So, The other thing with basketball um, while we're here is yeah. the schedule came out. Have you seen it? Uh, so you told – I saw a lot of the tweets that the schedule came out, and I stayed away from it because I wanted to have content for this podcast because everybody loves hashtag content. So tell me about the schedule. I know we got Wisconsin at home, ACC Big Ten schedule. What it's a night see? game. I did – I texted you that was like – it was like a crazy like 9.30 start that night. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. Did you happen to see Pac uh, Athletics tweet about the um, that game? No, it's at Pac Athletics. Yeah, at okay. Pac Athletics. They said, um, hold on, let me pull it up real quick. Um, blocked off our calendar and we're charged up for this one. What game? Wisconsin, man. Oh, blocked, Char- blocked and charged. That is that's good content. Oh at my Pac gosh, Athletics. that went straight over Will's head, y'all. It did. That uh, they still have the white guy that pulled off all those charges. I have no idea. Okay. I don't follow Wisconsin athletics enough to know. But uh, we have you. some interesting games. You I knew know you we, were a big Russ fan, so I figured you were like following Wisconsin yeah, athletics for thirty years out or ten years <laughs> afterwards. Um, so basketball schedule, the, some notable, notable stuff, uh, Uh you know, we open with an ACC game. I did not. In the PNC arena. So is that a thing where, is it, is that just us or is that all ACC teams? I I don't know if it's all, but there's a lot of them. So I'm guessing that's content for, I'm I'm guessing that's an ACC network game. That's got, Um, uh, it's gotta be. I don't know. Yes, it is an ACC network game. Ah, okay. I got it. It is versus Georgia Tech. Okay, they're going to be trash. Sucks. Yeah, they're going to be trash. Yeah, but they were trash last year and they beat us. Damn it, they did. They oh. also just lost to Citadel in football, though. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm thinking some tough. of that mojo just transfers All over. All right, so you got that to start the season off. We okay. have uh, other notable non-cons is uh, we played Memphis in Brooklyn. Okay, is that uh, part of like a tournament? Uh, I don't know. It doesn't say on their website okay. here. But it's at 4 p.m. on uh, Thanksgiving Day, actually. Oh, so hell that's kinda, yeah. That's kind of dope. Hell yeah. I don't have to watch these trash NFL games. I can watch the Pac play on Thanksgiving? Yeah. Um, aside from that, like, I'm pretty sure I rem- I'm pretty sure that whenever I was a young whippersnapper, uh, Marcus Melvin and the NC State Wolfpack played Houston on a Thanksgiving Day one time, and he hit like a – Almost a half court jumper between half court and three point line to win the game. I'm pretty certain that's the uh, that's the case. 
Um, Man, I miss Marcus Mellon. We have Fayetteville, North Carolina. So then we go. So we have a three-game stretch in November and December against Memphis, Wisconsin at home, mm-hmm. and then those god-awful Deacons of Wake Forest in December. <laughs> uh, also, would guess they would be trash this year. No one. They they lost like didn't like three again, or four people transfer. They, they did beat us again last year. Right, right, right. We're this is we're we're a future-thinking podcast. Okay. We have at we're at Auburn. We were playing App State, and then we get into kind of the conference slate, which um, should be a pretty good time. Yeah, that at Auburn should be fun, especially if uh, – did Bruce Pearl – are they – you're going to just say I don't know again, but did they – I know they got those violations. Has that affected, like, their current team at all? I'm not sure. Okay. I will tell you that – I appreciate you some of the, some really of the, doing the research-free part of this podcast. Some of the teams that we're playing twice in ACC play, we have Clemson. Don't we have Duke twice? We have Duke twice. Somebody text me about that. Yeah, we have Carolina twice. Uh there's somebody else Wake Forest twice. So I don't, I don't like the Duke twice part, but I kind of do. I'd rather, I mean, I'd rather just have them twice to be, to be able to like, oh, we just go to Cameron this year. At least just get them back in the PNC. Yeah, in the PNC with a new giant video board that's apparently as big as like the Cowboys. One. <laughs> that's what everybody's making it out to be. Like, if you're going scale, so scale, yeah. so think of Cowboy Stadium and the yeah, size yeah. of that. But think of PNC. They're saying it's just like it's. So giant that's your like. I can't wait to see it, man. It looks awesome. I cannot wait. I cannot yeah, wait. Yeah. Speaking of speaking of basketball games, I, I met somebody today. Oh yeah, who's that? I met so Earl Joiner. So Earl Joiner has uh, he is a uh, he's got the or is E Carroll Joiner if you're looking at the actual building that he has. So he has the visitor center that's on Western Boulevard. Do you know which one I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah, yeah, right there at the corner across from uh, yeah, Wendy's. Th- that's the picture of it. So he has his own business card that shows that. <laughs> so he gave me that card. I took a picture and sent it to you today. But uh, he's an entrepreneur, philanthropist, and an author. But uh, super, super good dude. He's uh, 87 years old, uh, rolled up in his Escalade with his wife. And we talked. We just talked pack sport for a really long time. Uh, he, in 19... 19- 87, I think he had. His license plate is that he is a lifetime member of the Wolfpack Club. So I never heard of that. So he says in 1987, it cost him $100,000. He dropped a hundred grand to be, and he's he's not a BSer. He, to well, be I mean, the, if he's got his name on a building, he's got plenty of money. And he's not a BSer. <laughs> but uh, he told me he dropped a hundred grand then and it basically gave him access to, uh, you know, football, basketball tickets, bowl games, you know, Final Four that we may have none. not gone to since then. Since then. So yeah. he was maybe the jinx, probably not. <laughs> but super, super down to earth guy. Um, I actually asked him, um, I kind of looked him up afterwards because I, I driven by that and, and all that. And that it's, it's just a thing where you see a name and you're not going to go and Google. It's like, okay, he's, he's an alumni. And, but um, dude is super, super generous guy. He's given literally millions to, uh, charity and uh, gives out you know thousands of turkeys on thanksgiving like he's super super nice guy and um you know what i did is like, the first thing i did is ask him about he had any tickets so <laughs> no, <you didn't. laughs> he uh it's funny because so i was like so what do you think about saturday like this saturday night he's like well i was uh supposed to sit in my regular seats where, where it's up in the box obviously he's getting you know free food and drinks and he said they asked him to go and sit with Boo Corrigan, 
this week. So Interesting. he says, when I had my tickets, I would have given them to you, but I gave them to my lady that worked, like my teller that works at the bank. I was like, man, come on, I can be, I can be so much better than your teller at the bank. So uh, we had a, we had a good reporter and super super oh, good guy, and he he basically said, I'll tell you this, man, I don't know what I can do for you for football tickets, but basketball tickets, all the non conference games, I really just don't go to. And he's in the he's in the two hundred levels where he's got you know he's has access to food, he's got liquor and beer there, whatever at his disposal. So I think you and I are going to be sitting fat and pretty for a few basketball games. That's what's up, man. That's awesome. So yeah, that's what I got. Anyway. Anything from uh, the NFL's docket that we want to catch up on? Uh, Jacoby got a W, which yeah. is which is great. Uh, he should have gotten that in Week One, but you know that that was a that was a tough game. But Jacoby fought out over the the trash Titans, and uh, which should be expected. They had a really good week, and the Titans had a really good Week One, and we all know that Mariota is a garbage quarterback, and that team is trash. But um, my biggest thing, and I know you've got one more take, but mine is uh, your boy Cam Newton. Kent, if you you guys have never known this about Kent, but he is a noted Cam hater and one of the biggest Cam haters I've ever met in my entire life. But um, Thursday night, this whole weekend was not great for me sports-wise. Cause I don't think it was for anybody in the triangle. It, yeah, also true. Well, Duke won, right? Yeah, who cares? Yeah. Uh, so uh, they're rolling out Cam. This dude is clearly hurt, and they're, and they're leaving him in. He's just not himself. Ron Rivera, Rivera? Rivera is – Complete trash for continuing to play this guy. He said this week that, oh, Cam told me after the game that it was hurting, but I don't believe that shit at all. Uh, they're they're rolling. Is Cam gears. playing this week? No, no, I don't think so. So they announced that injury, and then they're playing the Cardinals and Kyler Murray this week, and uh, I, I don't think he's going to suit up, and I think he's going to be out for like multiple weeks. I if, think he. I mean, I would agree with that. He looked pretty pretty. He looked pedestrian. awful. Pedestrian. He looked awful. I mean, he looked McKay-esque. <laughs> but uh, that was my big thing. I just wanted your reaction to that because I know you're just a noted Cam hater. I've been coming around on Cam lately. Now you like Cam? I've been coming now around. Now that he's worse? Well, I mean, I think he's funny now. He's not even doing bits anymore. He was doing that. He did a really funny bit during the, uh, during like the, I guess they were practicing with the Bills. That was funny. And I love his hair. His hair is awesome. Did you like his like driving Miss Daisy? Uh, well, not driving like uh, Thelma and Louise like bandana yeah, thing. Yeah, okay. Well, well see now. F me. Kent Kent likes Cam now. I'm coming. That, I'm coming. Kent, now that he's Cam. bad, he loves Cam. <laughs> when when Cam was dabbing all the time, you hated him. No, it was before that. I didn't like him that first playoff game. I mean, that was pretty much it. I didn't really oh. care after that. Okay, but. We've learned that the Panthers are going to just suck this the year. The other thing for me, though, was did you see Bradley Chubb teabag Mitch Trubisky? <laughs> did you see it? I No, I 100% did. I watched a lot of that game, actually. Uh, he got was, a, I mean, he got it a was a late game, it. so I got to see a, a good bit of it. We uh, we went to Lola, shout out to Lola's on, uh, on Glenwood over at Five Points. We were watching a little bit of that there. And, uh, yeah, but you know what's unfortunate about that? No sacks for the first two weeks for the entire Broncos defensive line. Can you believe that? That is crazy. But uh, he did get a key roughing the passer penalty in freaking overtime that was not a roughing the passer. Was that the one that he teabagged? Yeah, 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 it was. That's why he got got the penalty. No, he wasn't. He was walking over him. He put his nuts in his face. All right. So this is a new podcast. When Kent walked in, he's like, man, I'm about to tell you how Mitchell Trubisky is the best quarterback in the NFC. 
But I thought, <laughs> yeah, right. But in, in the rundown, you said he is the worst ACC quarterback of all time in the pros. I wouldn't say that. I'd maybe like TJ Yates. Uh, Ron Finley or Mitchell Trubisky? Um, well, obviously, Mitchell Trubisky beat out Ryan Finley for the job last year. Ryan Ryan Finley got a pretty good contract to go to the Bears, and then they you're thinking of Mike Glennon. Oh, Mike Glennon, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> my brain idiot. is off. Yeah, uh, now I'm an idiot. Yeah, call yes, me an idiot yes. this time. Um, Finally, gets an idiot call after 19 episodes. Um, I think Ryan Finley looked better in the preseason, but he's not going to see the field the way Andy Dalton's playing right now. No, Dalton's. Actually balling out. Actually, yeah. yeah, blowing out. But throwing a John Ross from Washington team. We'll get off the NFL talk. But you did, in our notes, you said Trubisky is the worst ACC quarterback. I just didn't know what that take I was. I did not put that in there. Oh, I'll put that in there. Yes. I was mostly saying it, that Trubisky. Idiot. Any Bears fans that got excited about this upcoming season, he's not your quarterback. He will be when he signed his rookie deal, but they're going to let his ass go because he's they're, trash. They have a history of, like, drafting terrible guys – to bet their franchise on, like Jay Cutler, was he? No, was he drafted by the Broncos? Like? He was. He was balling the Broncos with Brandon Marshall, but then he got to the Bears and ugh, yeah. bad things happened. Um, but that's our catch-up section. Now we're going to talk about a very depressing subject, but we're trying to make light of it. Is that last Saturday <laughs> we played a football game? We traveled to Morgantown last weekend. Last week I said. It was called Morgan Ton, and uh, I was badly mistaken because it definitely is Morgan Town. <laughs> yes, it is. So we well, actually, I think there's still a debate. I think like 95 percent of the people I've heard say Morgan Town have said Morgan Town, but I, I think it's heard. literally spelled Town though. I don't know. I don't, I'm not looking up that. I don't stuff. really care. We went there. Uh, noon kick. Things happened. We uh, we called an L. Yeah, it was ugly. 44 to 27. (sighs) Moving on. Ball State. (laughs) (laughs) So, let's let's get it. How how did you watch the game? Well, I went to Pirate Fest. We did talk about this last week. You went to Pirate Fest. Pirate Fest was at uh, Dorothea Dix Park. And it was freaking awesome. They had cannons firing out there. Real cannons. Real cannons firing. That's awesome. It was pretty cool. And, like, beer trucks and food trucks and... uh, Pirate band. It was really cool. Um, yeah, it was it was sharp. How did you watch it? So I well, went, so I didn't watch it. I guess as part of it, I followed yeah. it and listened to the first and fourth quarter on the radio. First and fourth quarter on the radio. I uh, I went to Charleston this weekend. We had a uh, big trip with a few couples, and I got out to the beach. We went up to the Isle of the Palms. I guess that's what it's called. I don't know. That's it, it doesn't matter. But we went there. Got on the beach, it was a beautiful day, and uh, I decided to be Mr. Antisocial, and right around noon, and I just like, everybody's talking, having fun, and I just broke out my phone, broke out YouTube TV, and I was like, alright, I'm just watching the state game on the beach. And I uh, got to be 14 to 14, and I said a comment out loud that everybody was like, is stuff not going good? I was like, I think I'm going to throw my freaking phone in the ocean. <laughs> And uh, I decided to cut the game off. I'll catch up on Twitter every now and again. And I'll talk to people and actually be a a person that is social on the beach. And put it away and never saw it since. But you watched it. 
I did. So I did a rewatch. I, I owe it to the fans of this podcast and to myself. I had to rewatch it too, and it was terrible. I watched the, uh, which is awesome. Honestly, I wanted to call you out on this because I'd never seen it before. So the ACC Network does, or the ACC, it doesn't matter who does it. Oh, the condensed game? They do a condensed game. So the condensed well, game. I, well, I didn't watch the condensed. I went full on. Oh, you went full on. Oh, yeah. I did. You, you told. I had to. I had to like do it today in like an hour's time. So I did the condensed version, and I, I remembered a lot of the first half because I watched most of that. And uh, the condensed version is great. Like, yeah. No timeouts. It's just snap, 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 snap. You know the bad thing about watching it when it just goes snap, 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 snap. You don't have time to do any like notes. No, I don't give a shit about that. It's just that you have to see Matt McKay throwing the ball ten feet past the receiver twelve times in a row. I'm like fuck. Oh, it's just dude. like repeated hit after hit. It's like at least when I got a timeout, I was like, oh, maybe just the receiver wrote like maybe the ran wrong route or whatever it is. But no, it's just like, uh, wow, run the ball on the first down for three yards. Okay, and two straight incompletions, six feet over the receiver's head. Damn it, damn it. And uh, so that's that's the rough part of watching that, but it's a great way to watch a game if you need to catch up on it and talk about it for a podcast. It was it was really ugly, man. I think from the opening, from the beginning of the game, dude, delay a game on the first play. Yeah, how do you do that? No one's doing that. And then I think like two or three drives later, the first play they didn't have enough offensive linemen on the field. Yeah. Here's my thing, man. And we got we got a little bit of a rundown here where we have a we have kind of a set things to talk about but these dudes were shook I, 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 I would agree West Virginia I think to their credit brought an atmosphere that we were not ready for at but all. It, I mean but that's why we also scheduled the game when I mean, it's a good thing it'll hopefully, no, it's a, it's a hopefully great thing. they'll learn from what happened on Saturday and they'll move forward and you know, play good against Ball State go into Tallahassee the next week and 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 not have a repeat performance of what just happened. Yeah, I think that I think the crowd really got into them. I, there's a lot that we're about to talk about. We won't talk I, too I, much about I don't, it. I don't. I agree with you on the crowd bit, especially for some of like the procedural penalties and things mm-hmm, like that. Mm-hmm. But I also think that, like, even with some of the penalties and the aggressive nature that West Virginia had early, kind of, I mean, it got it brought a little bit of late hit and chippiness from our side as well that we don't usually see the lack of discipline from like you had Moorhead hitting the guy out of bounds. Mm-hmm. Um, you had a couple of other little things. It's like, you don't really see that a lot out of, uh, you don't. And I, and I think in, in West Virginia, I, this is not an official stat, but I, I remember early fourth quarter, whatever it may be, is that, you know, they were like 11 penalties for over a hundred yards. It's like they were playing dirty ass football. Like I, I, I'm not, that's not why we lost. Good God. It's not what we lost, but, um, we had like two drives extended, our early drives, no, by dumb us. penalties. It helped us a lot early Yeah, so on. that the first job that we had that we looked like dog shit, they, we had the rough in the pass from McKay, and then that either the second or the third job, I believe the third job, where they got that targeting on Thayer Thomas. I think that was the second drive. That was – yeah, because we scored that drive. Yeah, because then yeah. there was another uh, – almost another targeting penalty that yep. they reviewed on McKay. Yep. Yeah. But yeah, um those things like West Virginia couldn't get out of their own way, but still handed us a seventeen point loss. Yeah. And, and it mean, should have been eighteen, but they kneeled on an extra point so at the end of the game. Yeah. I mean the I don't know that it was as bad as 
the final score indicated. That. I completely agree with that. I actually was going to say that to you. That's that's funny. That's really funny that you said. Thirty-one that. to twenty-seven going into the fourth quarter, and then we just looked like absolute like I don't know what happened in the fourth quarter. Yeah, but I mean the final score kind of dictates everything if yeah. you're looking back on it. But yeah, the the second half was just not good. I my my biggest thing is is like. We'll get into McKay here in just a minute, but the defensive adjustments were literally zero. Like, I, I just didn't see any. They, I don't think that's fair for that. I, I think I, the defense played better in the second half than in the first half. No, they had a good uh, – no, they had – okay, so they tightened up around the edges. So the thing that we were getting killed on yeah. was these sweeps and these outside runs and that West Virginia has athletes. I don't think that you and I went into this week thinking – I think we knew they had athletes, but they had two guys that absolutely killed us. And they have a quarterback that could run. He had at least three runs that hurt us really bad when they were in second and long or third and short situations that they they also kind of went for long runs. Yeah. And that He was we, pretty talented guy. Yeah. I mean, you could see why, I mean, Oklahoma, who, like, literally just puts out Heisman Trophy winners. Yeah. Uh, brought him in on campus. So, mm-hmm. I mean, you could – he was pretty. He's a pretty talented dude. I think that, like, even early on, I don't know. I mean, so let let's get to some of the themes. How's that? Kent's just depressed, man. Uh, not not too bad, but so I don't know if anybody was on. Well, I'm sure everybody that listens to this podcast was probably on Twitter or in some sort of message board on Saturday, and oh my gosh, it was like. The sky was falling on everything. McKay was trash. The defense was trash. Uh, all the coaches were trash because they've never won a non-conference game mm-hmm. out of uh, out of out of the Carter Finley. So, what do you think? What, what was your take on the defense overall? I think we had. I think we miss Nick McLeod, and I think we miss James Smith Williams. I think that those are. The, I, I think we thought we had depth, and we and we do. I'm not saying we, we do don't. have. Yeah, yeah. We we've got it, but having those two would have been we a, a really little missing four starters. Really, you had Joseph Boltzapelli, the other defensive end that was not playing, and then I don't really know what was up with Stephen Griffin, but he was coming off. He was. I mean, he didn't. He didn't start, and he didn't play a lot. So I mean, it was it was weird. Yeah, um, we had we talked about like containing the edge on the, on their runs, but there was there's a few when I was doing the rewatch of the game where just a couple bad plays from the cornerbacks that just we're not used to seeing because we only play in ECU in Western Carolina. But uh, so that was a, that was another big thing. There was that? a there was a big slip on uh, when we had everyone covered. There was a big slip that allowed in. I think their second drive that allowed like a 40-yard gain. And there's another one where – That was D- on the wide receiver uh, reverse. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there's another one where a DB I – I didn't realize – I didn't recognize who it was, and I apologize as a state podcast. I don't, I don't know this, but um, just got super turned around on a pass, and he just got smoked on that on, on, on the right side. And um, – other than that, I think the DBs played well. We had, we I, had a, I agree. I think it was more on the line and the one hundred percent linebackers as well. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, how does how does uh, Isaiah Moore not have a tackle on a football game? It doesn't it's make sense. I think that like you know a lot of people were bashing the defense and Moorhead, the three three five. Jerry's Moorhead is the safety. Oh, just kidding, I, Isaiah Moore. Isaiah Moore is the linebacker. Let me cut that up. 
Oh, never mind. This Imperial Pumpkin Ale is just getting to me. <laughs> I know all of our players. Oh, you're an idiot. Yeah, so like Isaiah Moore didn't have a tackle. Um, the 335 was, was something that a lot of fans were calling out. And I think the three three the problem that we had going into West Virginia with the three three five is one they've literally been practicing against it for like five four yeah did Tony Gibson long. who I shouted out hard on the podcast just have money on this game <laughs> I don't, I, it would be uh, it would be it would be interesting to know if he just didn't put money on stake <laughs> a la Pete Rose um, and then uh, so that's one piece and then the other piece is like it's really predicated on having the defensive line getting pressure. And when you're missing two of your three starters on the defensive yeah, line, understood. it doesn't work that well. Um, and then even like with the linebackers, uh, um, some of those, some of the times where the outside linebackers are supposed to be uncontained, your defensive ends are not holding blocks to, to let the, the, the office or outside linebackers get upfield to, right. to contain and then blow right by them. It was, Overall, I thought those two those two groups were. I mean, it, it looked bad for the secondary, but there was no pressure on Kendall all day. Literally had all day to throw. I uh, do. We have um, a sack. We had a sack early. One early. But we played like the first half and the second half were completely different in how the defense broke down. Like the 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 first half was like they just scored in seventy five seconds. Yeah, I mean, we had a, like big plays. I don't know if you're doing a box score breakdown, but uh, we we had. Way more first downs than them, right? Yeah, at one point in the first half, it was like 17-7. to seven. Yeah. So, it was just chunk plays we were getting beat up on, man. It, it, it was... Yeah, so it's the like first you, you half... You turn your head and it was just chunk well, even, even the broken play to start the game, they, they tried yeah. to throw the wide receiver pass. Yeah. Um, nobody was open, and he runs on the whole other side of the field and runs for like 30 yards. Mm-hmm. I mean... Yeah, he was at the very top. He's at the very top, and then all of a sudden, I look again at my phone, and he's all at the bottom. He's running like, thirty-five on, yards. On. So I think uh, the defense. I think they played better in the second half, but they couldn't get. They got stops even early on in the third quarter. Mm-hmm. They um, did, but the offense couldn't capitalize on it. No, none of that. We'll get into that. And but. then they got the block punt. Mm-hmm. So the defense can't really be held accountable for those seven. Dude, that, that freaking block punt. And then West Virginia scores at the end of the game after we fail to convert a fourth down. So, I mean, defensively in the second half, it was much better than it was in the first half. Can we just talk about that block punt? God. Well, did you notice, like, on the, maybe the second three and out that we had in the first half, they almost blocked that? Yeah, they did. They, literally, it was like the – they must yes, have, I 100% saw that. He must have gone, but they must have, like, they saw it too. And when it went to halftime, they were like, hey, we can do this. Whatever that guy that was that was supposed to be catching that blocker, he didn't, he just let a guy right, walk right by him. Yeah, he's like, dude, no, nah, you got it, man. Like, I'm, I'm he didn't that. see him until it was too late. Yeah, it's just like when your bulls just coming at you, you just, ole. He ole'd him. Yeah, the other big thing with uh, a lot of folks chirping about other than McKay was the play calling. What do you think about that? Um, the fact specifically that we, on offense, like yeah, the fact that we abandoned the running game, I think that's a misconception. But that was what that was the big that was the big takeaway. No, is that we no, abandoned no. The look, game. I I I watched the condensed version of the game. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, but see, no, no, no. I'm saying I think when you look back and watch it again, so that was the real interesting thing about this for me is that you know I'm typically watching the game, and I don't I don't I don't usually do the rewatch. I usually just watch it the first time, but right. because I didn't. I got to watch the game through the lens of 
McKay sucks, Dave sucks, and our play calling was terrible, and our defense sucks. So right. I could, I could like really like look for those things, and like the fact that the the piece about not giving the ball to the running backs in the second half is just not true. Like well, we gave it to them, they just didn't do anything with it. No, they didn't. But they're also just it's that offense where all right, let's try to run on the first down. Oh, that didn't work. All right, well, second and third down, and then maybe fourth down when they got later in the game. We're throwing balls. Well, in the fourth in the fourth quarter, it was all it was all passes. But yeah, no. But in third quarter, in third quarter, when there was still a game, they're still they're no. I'll give you that. They're they're running the ball, but it's not. But it, I think it's the thing where maybe West Virginia's defense made adjustments. Where the thing was like, where we're giving Ricky Person or Bam Knight a carry, and they're getting these eight yards easy on their defense, which the they were, which they were doing yeah, in the first yeah. half. And that wasn't coming in the second half. No, and I, I mean that that's exactly right. But I mean, it wasn't because of a lack of trying. They were still calling the runs. Uh, they were, but it wasn't a thing where. How they about were... Bam had eight carries in the second half? He had four carries in the first half. That's good, man. But what I'm trying to tell you is that they adjusted their defense to stop his ass because they saw how much they were getting gassed by him. Yeah, but that's what, but that's what I'm saying. But, but the, that's good coaching. Yeah, it is good coaching. But the the the. the uh, I know the narrative. Fuck the narrative. the narrative. I don't. I don't care about the narrative. Okay. The narrative is past. That's what other people say. We yeah. control our narrative on this podcast. <laughs> well, yeah. I think the so there are a couple things though with the play calling that were to me a bit concerning. Number one, like Hines had two touches. Like, That's how's trash. That, how's that? That's one hundred percent trash. And then, like, I look at, like, a guy like Peyton Wilson, who's our freaking backup uh-huh. linebacker. Uh-huh. And he has more yards than Jordan Houston and Thayer Thomas. I love me some Jordan Houston. I know. You do. It's like your man crush over there. <laughs> I got a huge man crush on He touched the ball four times, and he had eight yards. And Peyton Wilson touches it one time as a linebacker. It makes no running sense. Running a punt. <laughs> it makes no sense. That the, fake punt was pretty dope, though. The good. fake punt was dope. I had to, I had to call that out on you early. Yeah. But – We've got these playmakers, but we're targeting Emeka Amezi. How many times, Ken? I think it was like 20, 25. It doesn't matter. Over 15? Is that a rock take? It doesn't matter. Over 15 times targeting a receiver? Dude, they're targeting like he's like Randy Moss on the Patriots (laughs) or Antonio Brown any year on the Steelers. Like... He's – I love Emeka. That dude is a baller. But we have so many more weapons. Like, do you think that – Yeah, but I think Emeka is his safety blanket. Because he's – He hit, is. He's but, catching him for like no, a seven-yard gain. It's not like he's targeting him a look, lot. Here's what I think. I don't think he's – I think, okay, obviously he's a safety blanket. But his real safety blanket is – Should Kerry, be Kerry Angeline. Kerry Angeline or Angeline. We don't know. No one knows that, how to pronounce that. That but dude is bad, man. He's a bad boy. Now, he has almost – Zero athletic ability. No, you keep saying that. He had a spin move last week that was good. That spin move was trash. No, wait. If you throw him, if you if you get him on a little streak pattern, like the so the best throw McKay had was that little he he threw right in the middle of the field and Angeline, Angeline. Yeah, yeah coming down uh, the seam, that was perfect. Coming down the seam, beat the D B, got maybe thirty yards. I no one knows. It was a forty yard forty yard. Yeah. But that was his that was his best throw. I, I think, think he had like twenty I, yards. I think it truly it's carry, but he wants to make it a Mecca because he knows a Mecca can catch pretty much anything. Yeah. I mean a Mecca is uh 
probably obviously our most talented receiver. I would oh yeah, one hundred percent. Safe to say. So I mean, CJ Riley down. I mean, uh, yeah. we, we'd argue with. Um, did you see Dave's RPO take? Uh, that stands for run pass option, right? That's right. <laughs> no, I didn't. What's up? So he in his press conference yesterday, they, they, a lot of the questions were obviously focused on some of the play calling and McKay. And one thing that they uh, he kind of alluded to was that with the RPO, um, there's been some times where they've made the wrong read out there. Um, McKay, McKay has made the wrong read? Yeah. Where <coughs> he's, he's <coughs> trying to throw the ball or trying to pass the ball when he should have done the, other, the either of the, 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 right. the opposite or yeah. whatever. Um, so they're, he's going to change the offense up a little bit where if he wants them to run, he's going to call run. If he wants them to pass, he's going to call pass until they kind of figure out how to make sure that that's being successful, being running that, that often. Because they're running RPOs pretty pretty regularly. And they that's are. a piece of the game, though, that is what McKay brings Well, from a running standpoint. I mean, sure, that's what we don't have from the other two quarterbacks, allegedly, right. uh, that we haven't seen in much game action. Or with Leary, no game action. But, yeah, I I mean, if he doesn't realize that needs to be switched up, we need to think about other things in life. But, yeah, yeah. The, the the few times, and, and not few, but I'm not sure how many sacks box score guy could tell three. me, but three sacks. The three sacks that we did have, I think there was only one, like, coverage breakdown where the, the defensive lineman just, just mm-hmm. peeked through. There was the one in the first quarter where Fed Jackson just completely missed his blocker and he got blown up. And the other two were on McKay. Yeah, the other two were 100%. I was trying to give McKay just a, a half bit of credit here. Is that when he got the ball and he knew that was there was an RPO coming, that he he looked like he just freaking panicked. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. That was the one that was in the third quarter. Yeah. The one who where we actually had a decent drive going and yeah. it all just collapsed because of that because it's you get like a seven yard loss. I think or we ended like up that. kicking a field goal, right? Yeah, and it, it's a thing where you get like a, a seven yard loss on you know second down or even first down, and all of a sudden you're you're playing from behind where McKay's not equipped to make these throws to play from behind. Even if we can get a let's just say it's a good second down six yard run, he's still not equipped to throw it over. Ten yards, so I, st- I don't know. If can, we, can we just get into McKay and yeah, then we'll get over this it. freaking game? Matthew McKay, Wakefield, like, what's your overall temperature on him? Like, we've got the entire NC State fan base jumping off the Titanic before it even sank. Like, oh, there's an iceberg up here. We don't even. Well, care. they jumped We're, off after Western Carolina. Yeah, and I, I, I told it, it, it that was the other it. piece that I was wrong on last week is that I told everybody that they need to be a little bit more patient. You did. Maybe they were right. I think we no. I think we agreed on that. I, yeah. I, I mean, we looked like trash early in that Western Carolina game, and, yeah. and they finally they finally picked it up. But a lot a, a big part of that was due to the running game. Yeah, I, I think the thing that I, I I still don't know about McKay. I think that he's shown that he is not capable right now of hitting deep balls. Although I think his deep ball is better this week. Here's, here's my thing. Do you agree with this take? This take <clears throat> that I've heard from some conscious people is that, including Mr. Joyner that I helped today, <clears throat> he says, look, this guy's basically a freshman. No, he's been in the system three years. He's basically a freshman as far as starting games. 
and he's going into an insane road environment on his first road start, is it okay that we just realize that it's tough to do in that kind of situation? Yeah, I actually agree 100%. I looked up Ryan Finley's numbers from his first game in Greenville as the first starter. As and what were those? They scored 30 points and we lost. Yeah, I remember that game. McKay scored 27. Here's Finley had a little bit of better game, but it was not that much better. Here's the thing. He's I, a better uh, passer. Yeah, here's the thing. I, I agree with Mr. Joyner on that, but this guy's accuracy is it's total dog shit. I think that – Can we just agree on that? Everybody can agree on that. I don't know, man. I thought in the first half he played okay. In the first half of the game, he made like three or four bad throws. In the second half, he made like 15. I don't want three or four bad throws from my quarterback, though. Yeah, but that's going to happen. Will it? Yes. I guess I'm so spoiled, man. That, that's Here's the problem as a state fan over the past well, four quarterbacks that we've for had. The, for the past 12 years, you've had 10 years of NFL quarterbacks. Yeah. So it's tough to go out and watch a game on a Saturday where he's not – he he acts he throws the ball. It's like he's got a cousin in the stands that is trying to catch the ball. He's trying to hook up with the game ball. Like, oh dude, God. your cousin's not in the stands. Like, I I don't understand the, the overthrows. Yeah. It's, and it's, I mean, he missed some guys even in the first half. I like he had some misses in the first half that would have well, changed had, drives. We had the Bam Knight that was wide open yes. on the uh, screen pass that he yes. taken for six probably. Yes. Um, and he I think two, that was the one that we missed the field goal on. Yeah, it was. And, and here's my thing, and I'll tell you earlier about this, is that... Still scored 21 points in the first half. I mean... No, no, I don't argue with that. For, I don't argue with that, but a lot of that was due to the running game. But he had two throws that were clearly should have been interceptions. And I know Dave Dorn jerks him off for being a non-turnover guy. And yeah, he, and that was in the first half, too. He had but the first half, he should have had two interceptions that West Virginia did not capitalize. One was a clear pick six. And the guy knocked the ball down as opposed to trying to catch it. Yes. Yeah. Which is good Good ball. I mean, good for good for him. <laughs> yeah, he made that bad. I mean, he also put Thayer in a pretty bad spot when he got hit with a targeting call. He did. Uh, I'm um, actually shocked that Thayer doesn't have, like, six concussions right now from that one hit. He made a bad throw to Devin Carter mm-hmm. where he actually like went through his progressions. I know one of the things is that he locks on to his his, his receivers. Dude, so, uh, I know he did, but does. But in this particular instance, he locked on to uh, to to the tight end. I don't remember if it was Angeline or Authright on the left. Well, Author got hurt. Yeah, but it was early, early, early. Oh, okay. So he comes and turns he looked around, off. No, I know, I know exactly. And what you're he talking. looks off to Dev Carter, and instead of like setting his feet, he had plenty of time. He just kind of flicks it uh, uh, to Dev behind him, who Dev had like all kinds of running room. He did. Here, here's my thing, man. And you can go. I want you to. I want to hear your opinion on McKay from here on out. And I'm not. I'm not a guy that says necessarily bench McKay at this point, but in the third and fourth quarter, when it was time for him to make throws. And especially the fourth quarter when he was still in, and I will never know why he was still in because of his inaccuracy. Nope, let me talk. Is that, dude, He's he has like three incompletions straight that were just mind-boggling. Like, it's not like, oh, man, the receiver ran the wrong route. Oh, it's a little over his head. He probably could have stretched out for it, or the DB was just great coverage on him. Dude, he was making 
awful throws. Oh, he hit the defensive lineman with passes three times in the third and fourth quarter. <laughs> yes. Like, how do you do that? I don't, I don't know. know. There was one drive that he hit him twice in like a three and out, and he hit him twice in the defensive line, I want to say. I mean, there were some good things about Matt this week. I thought that – Are you willing to go through these growing pains, though? Or, or do you want – here's here's let's get down to it because we're, we're talking way too much about this. Are you willing to go through these growing pains? We've got Ball State coming up, which we'll talk about here in a second. Are you willing to go through these growing pains and have him be your starter? Let's say we beat Ball State by 14 points next week, worst-case scenario. Are you willing to him to be your starter going into Florida State at Florida State and just have no worries that the coaching staff is going to stick with him and make changes? Because if there's any changes that are going to be made, in my opinion – it's going to be giving guys some serious run in this game at 7 o'clock at home. I'm not this so Saturday. sure that you won't see that. They haven't come right out and said it, but I don't know that you're not going to see it. The only thing that that really worries me about the whole quarterback situation at this point is that we can both agree that Matt McKay has not looked that good, specifically throwing the ball longer than 10 to 15 yards. All right, so here's my thing. Matt McKay is number seven. Right. He – Throws the ball seven yards on literally every play. And yeah, I'm not you, making a fucking joke. If you look at where he's at on the sticks on, on a regular basis, yeah, he throws a seven-yard pass to literally everybody, which he, is his number, and he expects that seven-yard pass to get to 10, to get to 12, to get to 20, because he expects these skill guys to get there. But I these DBs can fair. load up on that. If you're watching film, I'm just saying, watch these guys at seven yards. Well, I, I understand he does he, he does have a tendency to do that, but I also saw in this game literally the first two times that he's connected with passes for longer than like 20 yards. Like, Dude. He hasn't had – I mean, he's literally third game in. I'm not, I'm not trying to defend the guy. I'm also, the thing that really makes me nervous is that if Devin Leary and Braley Hawkman were like so great – how did this guy beat them out for the job? I don't know, man. I think that's what worries me the most. These long like, passes you're telling me about, man. Even a blind squirrel is going to find a nut. Yeah, but he wasn't finding them early in the year. That there's no way that they're going to see him go through fall camp or uh, summer, spring camp, fall camp, and he's not hitting these throws. There's no way he's going to be making it into the starting quarterback position. Look, I understand that, and I think it's system-based. And I'm not the guy that you said earlier, Scott's falling, which is a great analogy, but I'm not the guy that's, like, got at the picket line saying, like, oh, bitch him, what's, what's Leary got? But it's just more of, like, if that's the fun, That's the best – that is the best take that I'm seeing on Twitter is, like, put in Devin Leary, and he's, like, your third-string quarterback. No, no, I know, because Leary apparently <laughs> uh, can throw the ball 90 yards yeah. uh, sitting down. But yeah. It's so funny, man. I love it. But I don't know, man. It puts you at a conundrum. And, it really and, does. And, and I'll and I'll and I'll stop on the McKay talk on this, and we'll and we'll move on because we're going a little long. But well, let me. I want to just say, I mean, as bad as McKay was, I mean, as 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 bad as McKay was in the second half, because he was that was probably the worst football I've seen out of one of our quarterbacks since um, December, and. Um, since facing Texas A&M. Yeah, which Matt McKay's quarterback rating was higher than Ryan Finley, a senior 
Uh, he's also at playing Texas A&M. Texas A&M was a way better football team. Than I was just Virginia saying. Was. I mean, it's okay. like all right, numbers are numbers, but go ahead. It's, yeah, but it's also like his thirty-six start versus the third start. No, okay, at, I, I, on the I'm road not, in a hostile environment. I'm not arguing with you on that. Go ahead. Um, and I'm not. I'm not trying to compare the two because obviously Ryan Finley is a a, a way more decorated quarterback. Right. But what I'm saying is like we can't. I I don't think that the jury's out from what we've seen so far. Like, I think that he still has a lot of positives. The first half was – I mean, he, he led three t- touchdown drives of 75, 80, and 92 yards. He was converting third downs with his feet through the air in the, in the first half. Now, in the second half, he was terrible. Like, just awful. And, like, I'm – I'm I'm texting people like let's maybe we at this point we we put Bailey Hockman in and see what he can do in a actual game time situation against real people, but I don't I, I don't know they didn't do it. Here's my question: We're down over ten in the fourth quarter, and then we're down seventeen because they need on that extra point. Why is Matt McKay still in there? Just, That's a good question. Just, was, just throw somebody up. It's not about like, oh, Matt McCurry sucks. He's a piece of shit. But like, dude, Let's we're not going to win this game. Throw, throw Bailey in there. Shit. Of all the internet wants Devin Leary in there, throw Devin Leary in there. Whatever it may be. But like, get some reps for some other dudes because we're not coming back. Yeah. Here's the thing. Matt McKay's never going to come back on you when you're down double digits. I don't think that's still... I, 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 I think you skip this guy... If they ultimately stick with this guy at quarterback, and they're going to, I don't know that that's 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 out yet. If he ultimately stays his quarterback and he gets reps, I think you're going to see his passing improve. Here's the thing, Ball State this week. Let's move on from this game. All right, Ball State this week. Uh, oh, you don't want to rank the quarterbacks. Who'd you rather as quarterback, uh, Matt McKay or Jay Davis? Matt McKay. Matt McKay or Marcus Stone? Marcus Stone. <laughs> oh, my God. Matt McKay or Brandon Mitchell? If Brandon Mitchell was healthy that year, I don't think we're as bad. His ankle was jacked. Uh, Matt McKay or Jamie Barnett? Jamie Barnett. A thousand yeah, that, was a, that, was a, that was a joke. <laughs> uh I don't know. I, I, let's see. I'm gonna give Matt the benefit of the doubt. Let me let me re. No, you know what? I came in this podcast. I'm a big. Mar- I was a big. I was. I was in Marcus Stone. I thought he was gonna be great. Everybody thought Marcus Stone was gonna be great. He was a good uh, tight end. Yeah, he definitely was. Yeah. Um, he beat Virginia Tech. I went in that game in Blacksburg. It was awesome. That was a good game. But the uh, the biggest thing I kind of came into it. I even came into it on this podcast and, and kind of in general. I was like, dude, he's young. West Virginia is a hostile place to play. They were like, loud. The delay game to start kind of just kind of threw me off. I was like, oh, man, this is not going to go how I thought it was going to. And uh, then we saw the speed that they had that we couldn't contain. So, you know what, man? It, it's a Big 12 school. And I'd also add. It, it, it's not a big deal. I mean, I'd also add that the defense gave up 44 points. He went on the road and scored 27 in his first game. Yeah. I mean, Matt McKay didn't give up 44. I'll give you that. Yeah. So, anyway, moving on. Can we talk up, about? Uh, up, he probably gave up fourteen. But yeah, fourteen. Not maybe. really. The punter, the, the offensive line. Whatever. Anyway, moving on. <sighs> Ball State. Ball State. They're the Cardinals. Uh, they also wear red. 
They also are red, but we're doing a little uh, thing that Kent, that Kent, Kent absolutely hates. I'm, I'm hating it right now because we're like the last what zero and two in the last two times we've done it in yeah. basketball and football. Yeah, when we black out, man. At least it's not Wake Forest. Because we did it for Wake Forest twice last year, right? Yeah. And it was just terrible. So we're doing blackout uniforms, and and we're supposed to wear black to the stadium. Oh, yeah, I don't even have any black. Like, I have a black NCC state shirt. It's a black one with like the black letters that go in the kind of the reverse. U I always shape. hate. I hate the blackout for that reason. Unless it's cold, I have a black long sleeve. That's so. cool. Let's talk about our clothes. So, what <laughs> other state clothes do you? Are have? you gonna? Are you? Are you gonna make it to the game? <laughs> uh, I am gonna go to the game. I'm yeah. surprised. Like I, you I got tickets to... even though you didn't get them from the dude today. Yeah, yeah, Mr. Joiner, shout outs. Uh, <laughs> Huge guy, NC State, didn't give me tickets today, gave them to the bank teller. But yeah, I'll, I'll be there. I, uh, I'll get off work at about 5.30, should be there around 6.30, so uh, I'll go to your tailgate. Hopefully someone will have Jaeger to just shoot for 65 uh, shots, and then we'll go into the game and have fun together. Yeah. But yeah, uh, looking forward to it, man. There is, this is a state podcast, so I'm, everyone's going to shake their head when they say this, but there's a lot of atmosphere that cannot be matched by a night game at Carter Field. I'm just hoping that some of the stuff from last week doesn't like take the cell, take the air out of that. I don't think it will. We're fine. Uh, I've done my research on Ball State. Uh, pretty much all their fans on their forums uh, pretty much have known that they're going to lose and lose very badly. Yeah. So not a lot of talent there. But I think their quarterback's pretty talented. Yeah, you did a little research on your quarterback. What, yeah. what was up with him? He's 70%. Completion, thousand yards passing already. Eleven oh, touchdowns. So better than fifty-five percent from McCain. Yeah. Oh, cool. cool better cool. than three touchdowns. Oh, better than three. Better than like seven hundred yards passing. I think it could be a thing where uh, the the crowd's gonna be into it. I, we our noon games, uh, as Kent always attests to, our, our crowd has been pretty trash. Our night games at Carter Finley. We're. I hope they're. Weird. I hope you're right. I hope the students show up. They will. Yeah. Do you know anything about Ball State? Uh, I got their alumni. All right. Well, who they got? All right. Everybody loves this segment. It's alumni time. Uh, <laughs> uh, they have some good, pretty good, pretty crazy alumni. Ball State's a school. I used to think it was a tennis school. When I first started learning how to play tennis, uh, my tennis coach was uh, had gone to Ball State, and they were like champions. So that, that was a big deal. <laughs> but uh, other than tennis school – Jason, your your favorite uh, reporter on he's not even a reporter favorite debater on TV. Jason Whitlock went to Ball State. You're kidding? On like around the horn or something? Yeah, I mean, or yeah. he's not on there anymore. Whatever his debate show was on Fox, uh, Bonzi Wells, the basketball player. Yeah, played huh. played for the Jailblazers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, Willie Sneed. Oh yeah, and his son plays there. <laughs> so he's not playing for the Pirates. No. You said that on the show like three weeks ago. Oh. Ricky, Ricky Paul and Willie Sneed's son. <laughs> no, Willie Sneed's son actually plays at Ball State. Oh, uh, other than that, another cool alumni is uh, Papa John. No shit. Papa John went to Ball State, not Louisville. I don't, know where, I don't know what connection he had to Louisville, but he definitely went to Ball State. Papa John, famous for his N-word controversy on a conference call a couple years ago. Uh, two weeks ago, he donated a million dollars. 
because he has that kind of money, to Simmons College, which is a noted HBCU, historically black college. Uh, the president accepted it and uh, said actions spoke louder than words. So even though he dropped the end bomb on a conference call, he accepts his $1 million. Um, David Letterman, oh, Ball man. State. That's crazy. Do you watch the uh, My Next Guest? No, I've already wanted to get into it. It's, just like, it's always been in my queue Dude. on Netflix to watch. He's got like a giant beard now. The I'm telling you what, the Kanye West episode and the Jay-Z episode are freaking awesome. The so Kanye you, West one would be the one I'd start with. It is. So you've seen all those? I haven't seen them all. I've only watched the people that I'm interested in. And Kanye's episode is like, you watch that episode and you leave, there's no way you can leave other than thinking that this guy is an absolute genius. Kanye? Yes. Oh, I, I already know he is. Yes, but it like takes it to a whole nother level. Uh... The last one is my favorite, and it's this guy right here. You ready? You're gonna Let's roast check him? out the highlights. Let's go silent. Steven Jackson's David. <laughs> He's doing a Pacers game. Reggie Miller's looking good. <laughs> he shoots a three, and it's good. He's doing highlights. Later, he gets the rebound, passes it to the man, shoots it, and boom goes the dynamite. <laughs> the final score is enough with the Pacers 63 to the net 61. 63 61. <laughs> That's a boom. You've never heard the boom goes the dynamite? Guy? I've never heard of that. He literally blew up YouTube like two, three, four years ago. I don't know what it was. But uh, uh, anyway, we're off of Ball State. What's your, what's your score prediction? Uh, I think with. I don't know, man. Ball State scoring like 37 points per game right now. Right. Um, the one for 350 yards a game. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're going to score points. They're going to score 17, I think, 24, somewhere in that range. We maybe get 44. So let's say 44 to 24, and we just barely cover. All right, I'm going 37 to 20, and we don't cover. And people still want to fire and kill Matt McKay. Uh, uh, do you think? Do you think he gets booed at the game? Dude, will he get booed? No, I don't think he's getting booed at the game. I think he gets booed at the game if he throws a pick because he hasn't turned the ball over all year. But uh, no, he's not going to get booed at the game, man. I think. Do you think gonna, Doran gets booed at the game? No, no one's going to get booed at the game. It's going to be a blowout, and we're going to be on to Florida State. But if we lose Florida State, we're got bad things happening. So. I think that we were a little bit too optimistic, and oh, I God. think it was nice to come back and be to, free. To Earth? Yeah. Yeah. I think you and I were both a little... I think we were a little too hyped up over the East Carolina-Western Carolina games. Yeah. But I, 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 like, everybody's talking about the fact that we didn't play anybody, but like North Carolina, just from, a, just from a comparison standpoint, and I know that they played... I'm not talking about this year. I'm talking about last year. They played East Carolina and Western Carolina. All in the same season. Yeah. And they gave up 60 points to those two schools combined. And the fact that we gave up six and didn't give up a touchdown, that's a pretty big deal, regardless of how bad those teams were. It's tough to do. I mean, it's just just hard. Especially with Sam Holler, quarterback. You're an idiot. (laughs) Uh, And finally, it's an hour and seven minutes in, so I know everybody's still listening. We got it's six-pack time. 
Six pack. Oh yeah. Uh-huh. So the last the last your uh huh is always so good. Yeah. The, the last segment is always our six pack. We kind of we've been doing a theme this year and that everybody loves. I'm getting so much feedback and uh, people just been sending me money. It's like man, you're you're doing big things. Is uh, just based on the mascot of the team that we face a week ahead. So this week is the Cardinals, and uh, I didn't want to do any kind of Cardinal related thing because I I don't care about birds. But uh, so we're we're doing a little, a little different. One of my favorite places in Raleigh, our six-packs, our six-pack favorite places to kind of go and just have a beer. Uh, one of my play, favorite places that, that not a lot of people know about is called the Cardinal in Raleigh. So it's right off of Glen. It's it's not on Glenwood. It's right off of Glenwood. Um, it's the Cardinal. So the Cardinal is a, it's a little house that's been converted into a bar, and they have all they serve is hot dogs and drinks, and it probably seats about – 15 in there they have a nice little outdoor spot a cool couple murals outside of their spot so the cardinal is my go-to spot for just kind of a low-key hang kent what's one of your favorite spots in raleigh well i was just thinking about it as you talked about how cool the cardinal was is maybe me and you can like meet up at one of these spots like my favorite spot in raleigh on saturday before the game yeah which is what east village oh here's the thing about east village kid uh, they took a freaking uh, bomb and explosive to it, and it doesn't exist anymore. Oh, yeah, that's right. Oh, shit. That's still my favorite. <laughs> okay. Uh, East Village was, uh, I, I, I'll throw that into it. It's an honorary list. That was a place that uh, Kit and I and many numbers of NC State students went to already in college. Uh, consistent one dollar and fifty cent course lights every night. So it was awesome. That was uh, that was I, I'd say the the best college bar that existed at NC State. Yeah, I would agree with that. So what's number two for you? Uh, my number two is this was kind of uh, very well known, but it, it's a great Sunday spot. It's Boxcar. Oh yeah, yeah. Boxcar is pretty good. Yeah, Boxcar is uh, there's a there's one in Raleigh, there's one in Durham. Uh, both of them are really Really fun, especially on a Sunday. Sunday, they're going to give you like $10 pictures of mimosas. You got games going on. You got $5 any drafts. Very, very fun. My favorite game there is track and field, which is very similar to the track and field game that you played when you ran on the little pad when you had a Nintendo system. Mm-hmm. You had that, right? No. You never had the pad? I don't think so. Oh, you poor ass. Uh, anyway, go ahead. Uh, I'll go across the street. What's across the street? Crank on? Yeah. I'm a big fan of Crank On. They always have good beers. They have some. It's pretty. It's usually low key. You can play some board games. Absolutely. Yeah. Crank Arms a, a good one. Yeah. Uh, my last one's gonna be a little hidden treasure. Have you ever been to the Ugly Monkey? Uh, no, I've seen it, but I've never been. <laughs> you have heard of it though. Yes, I have heard of it. The Ugly Monkey is uh, the one that you want to go on a Tuesday night because they have like 97.5 out there and <laughs> the, the DJs out. And uh, it's a good time. The only place in Raleigh that has a shot wheel. So you wheel of fortune style or price is right style, spin a huge wheel, and then it lands on whatever random shot you got to take. That is uh, highly recommended and uh, one of my favorite places in Raleigh just to be a piece of white trash at. That's pretty cool. I got one that's better. Okay. And that's the goat. Oh, the goat! (laughs) 
Dude, I haven't been to Goat since college. Uh, I've been to Pam's Farmhouse, and I always just think about the times that I had at the Goat. Dude, the Pam... All right, so Pam's Farmhouse, as a side, too. good God, that food is good. I haven't been since college, though. Oh, man. Also, with the Goat. The Goat has, like, I think it's Sunday Dollar Mystery beer. Yeah, and you put your hand in the cooler. Yeah. <laughs> Come out with a steel reserve. <laughs> It's a steel reserve where, like, all of a sudden it's like a Coors Golden oh. Banquet, or uh, all of a sudden you have like a Four Loco. But it, that, yeah. That's that's always a good place. So yeah, that's the places we recommend. Guy. But you know what? We're about an hour and eleven yeah. in. Ken's about to fall asleep out here because he's got that three kid life. So can we get out of here? I'm I'm ready, man. Stay hungry, y'all. We out this bitch and go App State.